unstoppable kick-ass confidence. Are you ready? Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with Christopher Roush, where we help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Now please welcome our host, Christopher Roush. Please welcome Christopher Roush. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome back to the Raw and Unscripted Show. It is Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, your place where I help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Appreciate you guys being here, whether you're watching live on the video cast, which is now on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or if you're listening to us on the audio podcast, which is available wherever audio podcasts are sold. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. We are on show number 215. Holy crap, 215 shows of the Raw and Unscripted show where most of the times I have brought you shows with particular guests. And man, we have had some phenomenal guests. We have had some pretty groundbreaking guests and tonight is going to be no exception. So I urge you to make sure that you have pen and paper and at the ready because you're going to be learning things tonight. And what we want to do whenever we're learning things, we want to write them down. We want to make a physical connection and physical commitment to say, hey, listen, this is something that I'm going to focus on. And for those of you guys who have been watching the show for a long time, you guys know I buy a shitload of these pads. I have my favorite pens right in front of me. So I have a red pen, I have a pencil, I have a black pen and I have a blue pen. And I love to write and I love to make notes and I love to sit there and think, okay, what can I do with this? So what I do, I'm just going to give you guys a little quick sneak, sneak peek. So what I do is anything that is on this page that is something I need to do this week is I put it on here and then I put it on my, on my monitor. And then as I check things off of my monitor, I go, Hey, there's one I could do. Woo! And then I do it. So there's, I didn't even think I was going to show you that, but uh, that's something I teach in my coaching program, but thank you guys all for being here, whether you're live or on the replay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, again, for those of you guys have been asking, it's coming, it's coming. It's just you and me kid. It's just you and me kid.com. Please go there, check it out and, uh, and uh, sign up to get the priority distribution of this particular book. It's just you and me kid, a story of a mother and son survival on the streets of California. Uh, I am on my third round of reading it and editing it. And man, this story is going to be so powerful. It is so powerful. My life story, bringing it to you guys to sit there and see what we could do to shift your perspective about your past, present, and your future, how you can get out of that victimhood mindset, how you can stop blaming and, and, and being mad at the world for everything that's going on in your life and start to reframe your perspectives to see that life is happening for you and not to you. And that no matter where you're at, you can redefine who you're going to be right now by the person that you're going to start becoming and acting like. So the book is incredible. It's a it's a nonstop of ups and downs, ups and downs. You're like, is this kid ever going to catch a break? And obviously, I catch a break because now I host the Ron and Scripted Show. I host the Unfiltered Experience, which, by the way, the Unfiltered Experience is going to be live this Friday night. Uh, we're launching a brand new season. You're definitely going to want to check into that. Uh, you guys, for that one, you can go to uh, theunfilteredexperience.com. There we go, theunfilteredexperience.com. You can guys can go there as well. But please go there, get the book. Uh, for those of you guys who helped me make it a bestseller, there's a bunch of bonuses. You can check it out on the website. It's just youandmekid.com. Go there. There's going to be coaching sessions with me. There's going to be uh, stories and pictures that I won't be able to make it in the book. I'm already having to cut like 45,000 words. I wrote a lot for this book, guys. So you're going to get all the pictures and all the stories that are eliminated out of the book. There's going to be a live Q&A where you can ask me like, so what happened here? And what did you think about this? And what would happen if you did this? And I know that for me, when I read my friend's books, I'm asking him like 16 questions at least like, okay, well, so what, where did this person go? Whatever happened to this? You mentioned that person right here. Did this really happen? So I'm going to be doing that for you guys as well, because together I want to make this impactful for you. I want you to take this as a guidebook for your life and what you can do to change the course of the direction that you're on. And then more importantly, help others do that same thing so that we can bring about a world that is full of people who are living their best lives as opposed to wishing and hoping and praying that they get to live their best life. So thank you for indulging me with that. Please let us know where you're calling 
where you're where you're watching from. Uh, we've got uh, I think we're in 12 different countries right now. So let us know if you're one of the people that are that are coming from Croatia or uh, Australia or Japan or England or all the other different places that you guys are tuning in from India. I know that people are coming from India, uh, Scotland, Ireland. So wherever you guys are coming from, let us know. And uh, thank you for doing that. Thank you for making the show number uh, in the top 10% of all podcasts globally. I don't tote that enough, but yeah, we're in the top 10 of glob podcasts globally. I was pretty mortified, not mortified. I was pretty shocked about that. I was like, really? And I went and checked on this thing and they said, yeah, sure enough, Ron and scripted is up there. So thank you guys for helping me make that dream a reality. I love doing this. I did the kick-ass radio show for three years before I did this. Plus I do the unfiltered experience. Plus I did some other ones and there might be another one. There might be another one, uh, another podcast with a good friend of mine. She knows a lot of amazing people. So uh, you guys saw her, Patty, uh, Patty, that was on the co-hosted with me on the show for like three or four episodes. We had some pretty amazing guests here just recently. She and I might be doing a show. So there you have it. But now the moment is over. Can you imagine? I could, I put it in the, I put it in the promo for you guys that read the promo. I know you guys love that. We've got a future presidential candidate coming on here right now. I've had the liberty of talking to Sid, meeting with Sid. Uh, we're on a we're on a group together that we're making something happen. We're going to talk about a little bit during this broadcast. But please help me welcome to the Ron and Scripture Show, Mr. Sid McNary. What's going on, Sid, brother? Thank you for being here, man. I appreciate you. I know you're in Florida. I know it's late there, uh, but thank you for being here live with me tonight. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here with you, man. And great to hear all the stuff going on for you. And look forward to your book and all those things. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. I mean, you've written, uh, what, eight books? Yeah, got eight. Two of them are still in the can. So I, I actually have a meeting with the publisher on Friday to see uh, how we're going to roll those out. Yeah. What, 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 what advice would you give somebody like me who's writing this book? This is I've written a couple of books, but I've never published them. This is the first one coming out of the gate as a memoir. So have you written I, a memoir yet? I, well, yes, that's one of the two books to come. Oh, nice. Yeah, what I'd say for someone stepping into this whole place of writing a book is one finish it you know there's a lot of books that are left in people's laps before when they leave the earth right yep. so finishing what you've done and and then putting it out and then if you really want to get it out there it's something you have to keep bringing back to to the foreground all the time you know i think that's an important part i think a lot of people think oh i wrote the book well then you just started, you just started putting it out there. And that's, so that's a big part of it for sure. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot, there's a lot to it. And especially if you want to make it a number one bestseller campaign, I mean, you got to start that stuff so much earlier and I'm always late to the party a little bit. So I'm like making up for lost time, but no, thank you for that. We're going to be talking about some of the books that you've authored, but my first question for you, Sid, is because I'm getting to know you and, and then kind of building off what I'm doing on my other show, talking about I am statements and who am I and kind of us all digging really deep and saying, no, I'm not a dad. I'm not this. I'm, you know, I'm love. I'm peace. I'm, I'm harmony, whatever it might be. Talk to us about who Sid McNary really is. Well, I'm a child of God. I know that, you know, and I know that God's got me. I, I've been through enough things in my life to know that no matter what, I'm going to get on the other side of it. So I am someone that has a lot of faith and belief in myself and in the creator that brought me here. And, and so I, there's very few things that I worry about. Um, and if I do, then I eventually let it go and, and give it back. And, and so I'd have to say that I'm a, I'm a very faith driven person and, and trust that I'm walking the path that if I do my best where I am, it's going to take me to the next place. You know, I've kind of given up that whole idea of setting goals and going to accomplish and, Yet I know when I'm doing my best, the next thing is definitely going to open up in front of me and I'll just walk into that. 
So that's kind of it. You know, I've done a lot of different things in my life and time. And and because of that, everything, I've always been called into what's next. And that takes me to what you talked about. So, yeah, yeah. no, I, I love that, dude. I love that. And what it, what I think about when you share that is I think about the opportunity that we have to really look at ourselves and from two different aspects, because I think about my journey and I think about I'm 54 now and I think about how much of my life was spent in the ego, right? Proving egoic situations, you know, how many likes do I have? How many shares do I have? You know, how much money am I making? How many toys do I have? How many girls want me? All those different things, those egoic validations. And it wasn't until I started getting serious about like honoring truly who I am. Like I was a student high speaker. I was very successful at it. I said everything that everybody else said, did the little hand poses and everything. And I just came off stage one day and I was like, I don't want to be like everybody else anymore. I'm not like everybody else. I'm a biker. I'm a rocker. I'm a smart ass. I like to party, but I also like to change people's lives and have a good time doing it. And that's when I really discovered the fact of, of who is, who's Chris, like at my core. Yes. I've got this external validation. I've got this external uh, success, if you will. But inside I'm a hollow shell. I'm drinking all the time. I'm doing drugs. I'm partying. I'm running away from my life. Talk to us about that journey for you, that egoic journey, then to find who you are today, this peaceful, loving person who wants to change the world. Well, I think it, the ego part of it was I was playing sports all my life, you know, and so wanting to win, I mean, I, 458 wins and 98 losses. I wanted, Ooh. to win. you know, it was, that was the way I, through my whole, from playing the coaching and all the things in between, that was my career. That was, and I dedicated my career to that. You know, even though I went to college and had a job offer with the secret service and all the different things, I said, nah, I'm going to, I'm going to chase this whole idea of winning. And then one day I realized, man, I, I really don't have peace in my life, you know, and wanted that. And, and that began to take me down a whole nother path. And as that opened up, the more I sought after peace, the more I had to squash the need to be right and accept that I got to choose to be at peace. You're either going to be right or you're going to be at peace. You're going to be right or you're going to be happy. And and I choose to be happy and at peace with things. Oh, dude, you're speaking my language. There's actually a thing in my coaching program where I talk about that very aspect. Do I want to be right or do I want to be happy? I watched my mom throughout her entire life, incredibly brilliant, like book smart the day is long. She could argue with Stephen Hawking, right? People smart, stupid as the day is long as well. And, you know, it wasn't until I started really looking at my life and realizing that if I continue doing what I'm doing, I'm going to continue to wind up like her right? And got fired from every job, pissed off everybody, left her, even her, her own daughter left her, you know, just this, this tragic, sad case. And I sat there and I said, okay, I have to differentiate myself from my mother. What are some core aspects that I can really look at that she does not understand, right? And I said, number one, right versus happy. She has to be right every single fucking time. And for her to be right, she wants to make sure you know that you're wrong. Well, what happens with, if I sit there and say, Sid, you're wrong, immediately go, wait, I'm not wrong. I'm going to prove I'm right. And I'm going to prove you wrong because you said that. And then I'm going to sit there and say that. And then there's going to be nothing that's going to be resolved out of this. Right. So I've definitely learned that being, being happy is one thing, and but being right, like at the, at the, at the, at the detriment of other people having that situation where they feel less than I'm always sitting there trying to first seek first to understand, then to be understood. That's another thing that I found out from my mom. She did not want to be under, she did not want to understand other people. She always wanted to be understood for you, Sid, what are some like core tenets of life that you really subscribe and live by? Well, seek the truth all the time. That's a big one for me. I mean, a lot of people share their opinions and I, I 
I stay out of arguing about people's opinions because there's no reason for me to try to change your opinion. And if you so choose, anyone can change their opinion. For me, I want to know the truth. I want to get to the truth because the truth will just stand. And if and whenever I've gotten to the truth, it's just like, oh, I really am free. I'm free to be OK with either accepting it or moving on from it. Right. And that's just it. So seeking the truth is a big one. Uh, I'd have to say another one is that all of life is determined by your connection, whoever you are and wherever you are. The only way I see life in general is because I'm seeing it from my own eyes. And so if I don't like what I'm seeing, what I'm seeing, then it's up to me to change what I'm looking at, whether that however that needs to happen. I like to take a lot of accountability for my life, you know, that things are the way they are because I've brought them into my life. Now, exactly. you know, when you're a little kid, that's one thing. But once I once you become an adult and you're making your own choices, if you're somebody who gets emancipated at 15, life is on you now, you know. Right. Whenever that comes, it's yours. And and so I think that's a big part of it, too. You know, I, just those couple truths. And then I've got one golden rule. Do what's right for the team. And it just so happens that team, the team for me now is team humanity. Do what's right for the team. That's what mm. all it's about. Oh, dude, we're going to be talking for a long time tonight. I think there's so many different paths and avenues that you just went down, brother. I'm going to go, I'm going to stick with one for one of the first ones that kind of came to my mind when you said truth, totally understand truth. And in, in, in a personal situation, I understand truth, like the truth of the situation, you know, with an employer or with, with somebody that you work with, you can actually talk to them about what the truth is. Considering what we were talking about earlier and where you want to go. One of the big problems I have right now, Sid, I used to be a news junkie. I used to be a political junkie, probably now 12 years ago. I used to watch the news every night, follow politics, could tell you what was going on in Congress, you know, which representative was doing what, what, what was going on with the propositions. And then one night I found myself yelling at the TV and I thought, God, Chris, you're, you're, you're so passionate about all these things, but are you really doing anything to, to change them? And I took a break from it. I, me and a buddy at work used to do it. And I said, let's just take a two week break and see what happens. And we both loved it. And I kind of just, you know, ventured off into my life and been happier ever since. Recently, I have put my foot back into the news media because I've had a lot of people telling me like, Chris, you have a platform. I don't see you. And I have people from both sides, Trump's act, vaxxers, any, any side you want to find. I have friends on both sides. And every once in a while, especially during the pandemic, people would say, Chris, I watch your, I've watched your broadcast all the time and I never see you take a side. And I'm like, you know, and I, and I, and I had one gentleman sit there and tell me in a private conversation, he goes, I never see you take a side. He goes, you always talk about teaching your son lessons. You know, what are you teaching your son by not taking a side? And I said, what I'm teaching my son by not taking a side is the fact that I seek out to understand other people and to find out the deeper respects of where it is that their truth comes from. So that maybe I'm not going to sit there and necessarily judge it, but can I, I can understand that if I walked in their shoes, if I had their belief systems, I had the people in their life, might I think like them? Yes. But the thing that's going on in the world today, I don't know what the truth is anymore. Like if I Google something, I can find a fact about anything that's being reported. That's where I'm getting inundated where I sat there and I came, I peeked, I peeked back up and I said, okay, what's going on in the world today? And I was like, holy shit. And I started researching it. And anywhere I looked, everything was the truth. So I don't know. Talk to us about that. Where do we find that truth? And how can we really trust it within ourselves? I'd have to say that when I look at the truth, it's it's really simple. I wrote a really tiny book. Uh, actually, it's sitting right here. So let me grab it. This book that is really super tiny. I wrote it in 24 hours. And when I wrote about the truth, I'm accounted. It's one two two pages that's how simple it is right Love the it. truth is really simple 
And the truth stands on it on its own. If if somebody's defending it, it's not the truth. That's somebody's opinion. That's some stance that they're taking and they're trying to push it down your throat. It's not the truth. That's what they want you to believe. And, and so that's different than the truth for me. The truth is we all right, let's look at Russia and Ukraine. We got two countries in a in a war. They're fighting. Okay, they're fighting. All the other stuff about why they're fighting isn't necessarily the truth. It may be close to the truth, but it's not the truth. The truth is they're fighting. Right. We really want peace. We'll go find peace. We want to fight. We will fight. So when it comes to that, for me, yes, there are things that you would look at to figure out, all right, where are they standing? How can we find common ground? But the fact is both of them want to fight. Right. That's it. Both of them want to fight. Both. Not one. Both of them want to fight. And most people don't want to take accountability like that. Like, if you really want peace, then then you're going to do everything to find peace. Now, sometimes that might mean fighting. We got to figure that out, you know, and that's I think that's a big part for me. What is the truth? The truth stands on its own. Everybody thinks they know the truth, but very few do. It, It really comes down to that. Hopefully I didn't lose you. Because I'm not hearing you. Let me text. Oh, cool. I'm glad I'm still alive because it seems like uh, for some reason things are, are missing. So when it comes to the truth, it really goes back to that. Just really, it's simple. The truth is so simple. And we just have to seek it. It'll stand for itself. It doesn't need anyone to defend it. It's it's there and it's it's really palpable. I mean, it's here it is. Who knows the exact truth here on earth? No one knows the truth and everyone speaks as if. But in fact, no one knows it. To know the truth sets one free of defense as the truth just is. The truth is defended as an opinion of the beholder. The truth just is and stands on its own. It has yet a need to be imposed on another. The truth stands regardless of acceptance from anyone. Everything that is in existence has its own truth that is beyond explanation and is divinely supported. You know, so so much of that goes back to that. Like I look at all the all the arguments there are all right, let's get to the truth of it, that things happened. Do we want to keep repeating them or are we going to actually shift? The, I, I actually think that a lot of times people don't want to move forward. Mm. Talk to us about that. Talk to us about the fact that a lot of people sit in that victimhood because it works for them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a lot of people that do that because they're comfortable in that. It's actually scary to say, okay, uh, what does it look like if, if I leave the house from somebody that's um, angry or what does it look like if I'm if I actually go and care for another person? A lot of people are comfortable in these untruths for themselves, right? Like w- the world is full of abundance. We all breathe and very few people are fighting to breathe. I did when I had asthma, yet the world is full of abundance. So 
if I actually go and help other people, everyone could live differently. Could. Now, some people don't even want to acknowledge that because they're in fear of thinking there's not enough for them. And it's like, how much is enough? How much do we have to go do? How many, we've got all the land in the world and we can't put houses around everybody? Exactly. Come on now, like some of these things are like, all right, no, it's not. The truth is you don't want to. You don't want to have peace, so you're going to go fight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it gives, it gives everybody a reason to focus on what's external to them. And that way they don't have to deal with their own bullshit. Oh, I have to worry about this and I have to deal with this. So I can't even focus on my stuff. I'm like, yeah, how about I like I like, I like what you're saying, Sid, is the fact that when you ask people those questions, it kind of redirects their perspective a little bit and changes their expectations. Like when people sit there and say that stuff, I'm like, what would it feel like if you didn't feel like that anymore? Well, it feel amazing. I'm like, we'll let it go. Well, that's, that's, that's not that simple, Chris. And I'm like, I'm not saying it was simple, but I'll, I'm saying it's worth it. I'm asking you, are you willing? Are you willing? Are you willing to let it go? Are you willing to let go of the people that are no longer serving you? Are you willing to let go of the excuses and the bullshit you keep telling yourself over and over again and why you can't do something? Are you ready to let go of all the anger and the resentment, and the animosity towards your parents and their teachers and everybody else that you thought fucked you over? Are you ready? Right. And then they have to sit there and ponder it. Sit, I'm giving them a golden fucking, like, here's the, if you say you're ready, let's walk this path. And people are like, well, now that you say it like that, Chris, it sounds very uncomfortable. I'm like, well, guess where you grow the most when you're uncomfortable, right? So Sid, I have a question for you. I want to go back a little bit before we go forward. Talk to us about a time in your life. You've had an incredible life. You've been in football. You've been a football coach. Uh, you've been obviously a little kid like all of us have been once before. Talk to us about a low point in your life where you really had to shift your perspective about things. Like you got to the bottom of the bottom. What, are, what was going on in your mind and who was there to help you shift that perspective for you? Well, I, when I was coaching football and I felt like I was at the top of it, right? I'm putting guys in the NFL, I'm loving coaching, and all of a sudden things just didn't feel right. I didn't feel like I, things were aligning for me to continue in my life. I I pushed, 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 pushed to, to win. And all of a sudden I realized I was losing. I was losing my relationships. I had, at that point, when I finally walked away from coaching, I had been in two marriages, both of them failed. And it was like, dang, what am I gonna do? I had to go, I had to go in. You know, I, I'm fortunate that I found grandmother Morningstar who adopted me as a Native American grandmother and and took me under a wing and put me out on the mountain and and let me sit and and connect and and that became a long journey. That was 2006 and and really just this last year was when it all came to a, a culmination of, okay, I see it now, you know, which then looked like going blind, like losing my sight completely Yep. and realizing, man, I haven't been seeing the beauty of God's world. I've been looking at everything like a lot of people do, like the media does looking at everything is the cups half empty and, and everything's bad and, how come I can't get it the way I want it, this, that, and the other. And it was like, ah, let me, let me shift this. And, and when I lost my sight, I had to look in and, and then I started realizing actually it was going on up here that everything was bad, you know, and I I'll never forget. It just so happened that it was uh Valentine's day when I had my, my first eye corrected and they cleared everything out after I had done a year's worth of work to try to get it done on my own. Wow. And 
the first thing I saw on Valentine's Day was my wife's face. And, and I was just like, wow, one, she's beautiful, too. And I had even taken that for granted, in a sense, because the beauty of my wife now, not just her physical beauty, but everything about her, mm -hmm. you can take everything else, you know, <laughs> you know, it, well, not everything, but you can take a lot. And uh, I love that the creator created that space for me to learn to be different. You know, that that was mine. It had nothing to do with everybody else. And mm -hmm. uh, and I got to learn about nutrition. I got to learn about uh, just appreciation of my own mind and and all those things. And then it's like, all right, now let me go. Now, mm -hmm. I, now that I can see, let me go forward. Yeah. So you're talking about like a rebirthing, you know, I see so many of my friends cause I know you're just a little bit, I think you're just, uh, you're a year younger than I am. You're in June. Actually your birthday's coming up June 26, right? Yeah. Yeah. So your birthday's coming up. My birthday was just in February. I'm 54 and I know you're, you're, uh, I think you're, you're younger than me. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I know for me that the, the my forties and my fifties have been really probably the best years of my life. And, and, and not to say my twenties and my thirties weren't a party and I did a lot of fucking crazy shit and had a lot of good times, <laughs> but my forties and my fifties, I'm like really coming and understanding who I am and seeing all of the other stuff that the twenties, the thirties, and, and even part of the forties as all preparation for who I am now, everything was preparing me for who I am now today so that I could be the man that I am today to make the, make the difference in the world. But so oftentimes, like we're talking about the victim, you know, so many times people sit there and stay in that, that less than that scarcity mindset. And a lot of people sit there and tell me, Chris, you know, I'm doing the best I can. And I challenge them on that. Talk to us about, you know, what we can do for people to inspire them to consider what their best is and, and raise that bar on themselves, right? We're talking about bringing peace to the world. We're talking about changing the world and having people take responsibility for their own things inside first, as opposed to thinking that they can, they can fix everything external. Talk to us about what it is to mean to do our best and to, to, to strive over those, those excuses and those limitations. Well, for me, doing my best now that I know looks like, all right, where is peace truly in my life? I don't care if it's, was there peace in an argument? Like, really, could I move through something, a conflict with great ease and get to the other side of the conflict with ease? That's possible. And so for me, I, I was way ahead of the curve on everything. Like, you know, I coaching division one football at 24 years old is not a normal thing yet for me it seemed normal because that's what i was doing right mm -hmm. so then all of a sudden i go and i'm a coordinator at 30 i leave i leave a profession at 34 years old that's wow. not a normal thing right so then i and then i step into this yoga world where hundreds and thousands of people are coming and i'm still in my 30s so I, I I sympathize and empathize for the the youngsters that are going through and you know getting these NBAs and NFL contracts and millions of dollars and now all of a sudden they got to juggle all of that and it's like man so I, I really look at the possibility for for us to grow is to offer to be mentors for people not for charge either like because because no. when i do it i grow from it too mm -hmm. right every time i'm sharing something i have i have mentors like i'm fortunate my dad did such a tremendous job 
in people's lives that they're willing after they've made it and become these world renowned people, they're willing to do it for me. Nice. So I lean on, I lean on people to help me be a better version of myself. We can't see our own face. I don't care who you are. I don't care how old you are, how young you are. Nobody sees their own face. So if I have dirt on my face and I'm just walking around, I can't see the dirt. How am I going to get it off? Somebody has to be there to help me do that. And, And that's big to me. Like, just be open. Whoever you are, whatever you're doing, somebody's done it before you. You know, mm-hmm. I don't care how far I go, all the way to the end of the road, somebody's done it before. Even if I had to say it was Jesus, like yeah. somebody's done it before. So then be okay being coached. Be coachable yeah. in everything that you do in life. And if you're willing to be coachable, man, life would be a lot easier. <laughs> so, what does that begs the question? What does it take to be coachable? Listen, listen, you know, I, it's easy to say twice as much as you speak because you got two ears, one mouth. Right. And I'm saying, listen about 10 times more than you speak. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, just be willing to shut up. Right. And just listen. And that's even if you're, you know, leader of the greatest country, shut up and listen. You don't know everything. You can't know everything. You can't. It's impossible to know everything. Mm-hmm. So what's going on in Flint, Michigan, and we still don't have freaking water there. What's going on in Flint, Sid, I haven't been there since I recruited back in the day in Flint, and they had water back then. So now they don't. I don't know what's going on. I got to be willing to listen to somebody else and be like, okay, all right, I hear you. Let's let me sit in that. You know, right. for me, I really, we just did this camp with these uh kids from second grade to sixth grade oh nice yeah it was awesome and tiring and so we did this camp and it was interesting leading them around just simple things like we're going to walk from this room three blocks to get onto the field not three blocks but around the school right right and leading didn't mean just standing in front of them because you stand in front of kids you don't see what they're doing there's a lot of stuff happening behind you right so then it was like, okay, not only do I have to lead from the front, I've got to actually put someone in front that can, which happened to be either my wife or we had some other people working with us. They'd walk in front, I'd walk in back so I could watch everybody. Then I got to make sure they don't walk too fast, all these things. Leading to me is you got to be willing to see from every angle. Yeah. Every angle. And and then making the making the choice that, hopefully because you never know right hopefully is the one that's the best for everybody yes yes at the ultimate end of the day that's i mean we could go down that rabbit hole too um but first i want to ask you this question i totally agree with what you're saying and thank you for sharing that when i think about uh people like we're talking about doing our best you know getting out of that victim mindset um, getting over our excuses. I think about, you know, the fact that we have to take responsibility for our life and we have to, in order to find that inner peace, I'm thinking about peace from the standpoint of inner peace and thinking about my journey. I know for me that while I was successful and everything else, like I said before, there was still those inner demons with me that I had not processed stuff from my childhood. And so I know for me, empathy and forgiveness were massive in my life to be able to create the man that I am today because I walked around with a lot of anger. I would get into fights and all sorts of stuff. And it wasn't until that I sat back and I thought about my mom and I thought about her life, especially when I was writing this book. And I thought, again, like I said before, 
if I had gone through her experiences with the people that she went through during the time and the period of, of life that she went through in the fifties and sixties and the forties, fifties and sixties, might I be like her? Yeah. And then I started recognizing, I'm like, wait a minute. She didn't even want me. Like she literally almost had an abortion before when she found out I was pregnant with me, then she was going to place me for adoption. So when I started realizing, I'm like, she didn't even want me, but here I was thinking that I wanted her to be Mrs. Cunningham. I wanted her to, to be the best mom in the world. But once I had that empathy and forgiveness for that little girl who suffered, you know, horrible mental and physical abuse, I was able to release a lot of that. And combined with that, with also saying, Chris, everything that happened, all the bad times in your life, you're here today because you grew through those. So everything did happen for your greater good. Talk to us about that for people who are struggling right now, how we can help them develop more forgiveness and empathy, either for themselves, for maybe shit they did before or people in their life. Because I believe that once we can get through that, I've seen people change overnight, like literally when they can let that go. How can we help people let that go um, and get out of that space? Well, I like to, to look at anything as there's something that is that created everything and it's strong enough to shift no matter where I am. Or where anybody is it tomorrow we don't know what tomorrow is to assume that it's going to be a nightmare again just because you're in a nightmare doesn't isn't the truth that's taking ownership and playing god with life and I, I choose not to do that so i'd say that's one big one is like okay this is where you are now do you want to stay there because that's the only way you're going to stay there is to hold on to it or can you let it go yeah like what do you really want and if once you know what you want, are you willing to commit to it? I was asked at one point, what do you want? And I was like, oh, I want love. That's the thing I want in life. And she was the teacher was like, no, you don't. You're, you're so full of it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, she's and I was like, no, I want love. She said, shut up. I don't even want to hear you anymore. And she was <laughs> you're like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah, exactly. She came back and then she said, I said, no, 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 I, I get it. And she said, what do you mean? I said, well, I actually want to be miserable because most of the time I'm walking around miserable. And then it was like, she was like, oh, okay. And I said, and guess what? I'm, I'm choosing love from now on. I'm choosing that I want peace and I'm gonna have it because I'm choosing it. That's it. Like, why are two countries at war? They really want to fight. Yeah. That's it. Some, there's some profit in the fight. And it's mm -hmm. no different with people, right? There's some profit in the fight. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's e let go of the fight. egoic validation, right? I mean, that's what it seems to be. I mean, if we could get rid of greed, you know, how much different would the world be? But I think, you know, to build on your point. Well, it's not always greed, though. It, I mean, it is and it isn't, right? Because like, we could say greed, but then it's also like fear of losing right not necessarily greed it's it's just fear it greed is fear of there's not enough gimme 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 i mean taking all this thing it's a fear of some sort if you truly have love are you fighting for everything no mm -hmm. just like i got love what hey you need some more love you need some love over there i mean i've been i've been with some people that are just giving because they they feel like they have enough and they can mm -hmm. give you know and and that's not to take away from those that don't have a lot because some people it is a fear that tomorrow they may not be able to eat 
True. See, I just I just pushed the envelope for me, right? I four days, three nights without food or water. And well, I'm good to tomorrow if I don't get to eat. I know I can make it. Some yeah. people don't ever get that experience. They don't go two minutes without food. So then it's like, wait a minute, we went, we went a couple hours. Oh my God, I'm starving. I, when people say I'm starving, I'm like, are you really? Yeah, really. I even catch myself on that thing. I just went five days without food. I did a juice cleanse. Yeah, you, I'm just not that person anymore. I'm not a person who eats food for the next five days. That's what I tell myself. I'm just not that person. Right. You know, you got to shift, you got to shift who you're going to. And I love how you talk about that, Sid, is the fact that we have to decide and be intentional. That's something we've been talking about here. We, we haven't said that word. We have to be super intentional about who it is that we're going to be and who we're going to show up as. I've got a brand new coaching client. And I told her, I said, that was yesterday's Teresa. I said, that's, that's, I said, every time I've had to quit something, I quit smoking, I quit drugs, I quit drinking, I quit all sorts of things throughout my life. And I simply just decide that I'm going to stop. Like when I decided to do something, I'm on 75 hard right now, that 75 hard program. And I'm on day 73, 74, something like that. No, 73, 72, something like that. So I'm almost done. But when I sit there and I think about what I'm going to do, I just make that determination. I'm no longer that person. Like I'm not a person that smokes cigarettes anymore. I'm not a person that drinks alcohol anymore. And then the next day I wake up and I say, what intentions do I need to fulfill? What intentions do I need to set in order for me to be successful in that promise to myself? in that love and that cherishment to myself, what, what intent? Okay. My intention is that I'm going to be more peace than fear and hate. Uh, my, my intention is that I'm going to use my words, and my language to make the world a better place for who I am and what I do, which is one of my intentions. Talk to us about that, that we can, how can we get people to ship? Because I mean, I want to go back to the, to the, to the peace part. We've got North Korea, we've got Russia, we've got China, we've got the United States doing whatever. I mean, there's a lot of anxiety in the world. If you talk to anybody who's under 30, they think the world's going to go to hell in a handbasket based on climate and everything else. What can we do to, for people to switch that internal dialogue with themselves to see that there is an opportunity for hope and there's an opportunity for love? I'd have to say first, it starts with those who are educated enough to know that their world isn't blowing up right in the moment. If it's right. blowing up in the moment, uh, it's over. Most people are worried about an imagined, imagined threat, right? Like we could all be worried about the fact that people have bombs. Yeah. We could walk around with that. And so no reason for me to live in an imagined threat and actually be with what is now if someone if someone's listening right now and they are in a real threat stop drop roll go find the cops do whatever you need to do to get safe right do that and an imagined threat then let's not make it the end of the world you know let's go do something about it if there's in a place and the bombs aren't dropping and they're just talking, well then you could go start making peace right where you are, wherever that person is, go smile at the stranger on the street, go, go talk to someone, go, go figure out what you can do. Cause it's all of us. World peace is a thing. It's possible. Yes, it is. It takes everybody doing it. Everybody, everybody saying, you know what, if there's a real threat, then I'm going to go do something about it. There was a there was a kid that went, this was one of the recent shootings. The kid went and told a teacher that thought that a kid had a gun. They didn't wow. do anything about it. Everybody's got to do their part. Everybody. Yeah. And if we do our part, then it's, it's really a simple fix, really, when you think about it. If everybody did their part, the kid that's depressed, the person that's depressed, that's walking around thinking, 
that the only way out is to go destruct something. Somebody probably passed that person and didn't acknowledge the fact that, wait a minute, this person's struggling. Right. We could care about one another and make that different, make that a priority. And when we make those kind of things a priority, everything can be different. That's just it. We got to do something different to get something different. I know that. Dr. Wayne Dyer says that if you continue to do what you've always done, you continue to get what you've always got. And I love that you're talking about that because, you know, when you think about, when you think about the perspective of, of longevity in our life and in, in our world, and we think about the opportunity to impact other people with our thoughts and our words and our actions, you know, we have to sit there and we have to get, we have to be we have to be honest and truthful with where it is that we're going and what it is that we're doing in order to have that foresight in order to be able to, to make it happen. Right. Um, when I think about, you know, what's going on in, in Russia and China and, you know, Ukraine and all the different places all around the world, I don't think about, you know, the people who are fighting, I think about all the innocent people that are involved in that. And I just wonder for with you and your perspective on the world, and I kind of want to shift gears a little bit, are you worried about what's going on in the world right now as far as world peace, World War III? No. Worry is not my thing. Yeah. You know, there's kind of like a track for worry. If there's a problem and you know the solution, don't worry, go do the solution. If there's a problem and you don't know the solution, don't worry, wait for the solution. So I don't worry. Worry, worry doesn't do anything for me. You know, right. it, it's never, it's never activated me. It's frozen me. If there's a problem there and, and then if there's no problem, don't create a worry, just be with no problem. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can only be. So worry has just never been something that I want to play. It's just not, it's, it's pretty worthless to me. Are there things going on in the world that could be different? Sure. You know, I can go outside of my house and, and fortunately, really, it take I'd have to go for a ways away from my house. My neighbors are great. I know my neighbors. If someone's struggling, I know everybody pitches in. Lady downstairs had to have surgery, and and uh, at least five of us offered her to take her everywhere for three months, everywhere she had to go. Right, like so. Then care about each other, like, and if we care enough about each other. Most people won't pick up a gun and go fight you mm -hmm. if we care, you know. And so, no, I I just know that there's there's better days ahead. That's what I know. So yeah. no, there's no worries, and that that has that's not taking anything away from all the situations going on. I just know that it could be different. Right. Why are we seeing two two people that their countries are fighting always? in separate rooms are we are we two kids being put in timeout <laughs> right? like, come on now like why haven't they set why don't we see them in tv with all the other leaders saying how can we help you all figure this out right be a part how of the solution all figure this out so that last time i checked one nuclear warhead can blow up the world right like so let's not go there Right. Let's get to a place that we're smart enough to know that we're not playing with handmade axes. We're playing <laughs> with freaking bombs. So let's talk. Let's communicate. We've got one earth. 
And if we don't take care of earth, we all perish. It's just that simple. Yeah. So the truth is we, we either do better or we keep going, going opposite of that. I mm-hmm. just choose to, to look at it like, all right, well, how can we do better? You know, I love that book. The, I, I'm not even sure who wrote it, but it's 1% better. Oh, the go-giver? Oh, 1% better? Yeah. Or, or both of them? 1% okay. better. It's 15 minutes a day. 15 okay. minutes a day for a year is 37% better. Whose business would they not want 37% increase every year? It's only freaking 15 minutes. Hell yeah. 15 minutes a day on something that your business can't do. Well, all right, 15 minutes a day for our country. If everyone dedicated 15 minutes a day to something, we'd be 37% better. Whatever our weakest and most needed thing is, 15 minutes. 15 minutes on educating the children for tomorrow. Right now, we're spending 15 minutes on things that don't matter to create a better world. And I'm not even going to go into all of them because we, we've already <laughs> close to the time, right? So 15 minutes on something better for our children. And at the end of the year, they're 37% better. All we got to do is do, do better. That's yes. all. All of us do better and we'll have a better world. Right. And I love what you're saying, because when you think about it, it's like owning the day. And I sit there and think about the compound interest. There's a great book out there. Darren Hardy wrote The Compound Principle. When I started reading, I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's reading my brain. Because literally, I tell people life is one more or one less. Like, it's one more step. It's one less bite. If you continue to apply that, whatever situation is going on in your life, you will see a difference in what it is that you're doing. But you have to, again, be aware of that, be intentional about that and be able to be willing to to go outside that comfort zone to make those things happen. That's why I tell people all the time, I'm like, it may not be easy, but it's going to be totally worth it. And so I want to I want to try to stay, stay on point here for a second because there's so many different, you, you keep saying things that are causing my brain to go down a bunch of different rabbit holes. So one of the things I want to talk about, given the fact that you want to run, you are running for president of the United States, thank you very much, and bringing peace, what can we do to help bring peace to the United States. I mean, obviously we're talking about the world and everything else, but at the, in the United States, you hear certain people talk about civil war. I had some beautiful friends of mine the other day, well, not the other day, a couple months ago, sat there and say, so Chris, how many guns do you have? And I said, I have two guns. I don't even shoot them. They're not even loaded They're whatever. And like, I said, why? And they said, Oh, you know, you, you gotta be prepared. And there's all this civil war stuff going on. How can we get people to sit there in our own country to, to do a combination of what we're talking about, like to, 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 to heal within ourselves, to find more peace outside. Cause I know I challenge people all the time. Like if everybody just stopped watching the news and following politics for, for two weeks, and then once a day you go out and do something nice for somebody else and everybody in the world did that, that would become so addictive. Everybody would be like, wow, everybody in the world is a great place. Everybody is a great person. Cause I know for me, I know people that are tall, black, white, short, Mexican, fucking Democrat, Republican. We kind of talked about it before. I know people from all over the world. And whenever I go out in the world, I'm always saying hi to people. And I look like this all the time. I look mean and scary. And I, hey, how are you doing? You know, talk to people. Oh, that's a beautiful shirt, you know, complimenting people, letting people in the, the, the driveway, you know, or the freeway or whatever like that. I'm just, hi, you know, da, 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 trying to do my part. Um, what can we do for people to sit there and, and find the way to, to treat one another with more respect and actually do what you were talking about, that active listening, like that really seeking to understand and getting that other person's shoes so we can make this, this happen for not our sake, but for our kids and our kids' sake. Well, definitely listening is an, an easy place to start. And it's easy for me because I've been doing it. Most people don't realize they're actually listening with something going on in their head. They're really thinking as they're listening. They're not just listening. So listening would be a big one to learn to listen to one another 
and sit down with somebody that you don't think you can listen to and just listen and -hmm. realize there's some common place in that. I'd say the next thing for me when, when it comes to, all right, how can we really create this? Be willing to do something more than, than what others are doing. Just be the, be the reason that we have a better world. Take that on. Like, and that, and if it, if it has anything to do with harming another, that's not it. That's not it. You know, if it has something to do with taking away someone else's freedom of speech and, and freedom to be themselves, that's not it. Whatever you have in your house, you have guitars. I have surfboards behind me. Right. So, and should I be the one to tell you that your guitar with a with a skull on it is is less worthy than my than my surfboard with the eagle on the back? No, that's your happiness. It, the creator isn't saying that shouldn't be that way. Right. So why should I? And I, I think we've gotten caught up in this idea that someone knows right for someone else, and that's not yeah. it. You don't. We don't. And it's it's okay to. As long as there's no harm to another, it's okay for all of us to do do that, whatever that is for you that makes you happy, as long as it's not bringing harm to another person. And then we can all get along. You know, some people want to live in a small house. Some people want to live in a big house. Neither one of them is right or wrong. It just is, you know, and uh, we, we can do better. There's a lot of ways to do that and a big rabbit hole to go into yet educating myself so that when I speak to someone I'm educated in my speaking will allow them to be educated too. Mm. Yes. I love that. We got to be a part of the solution. We got to work together in tandem to make these things happen. Otherwise it's all for naught. And I think about, you know, well, actually, let me ask you this question. So based on the fact that you're running for 2028, what are your perspectives on the 2024 election? I mean, we have I mean, one of the one of the side questions on that is we had, you know, the former president Donald Trump today being indicted on 37 counts. I didn't I don't know all the things. I just know that part. Um, what are your thoughts on that? And the fact, you know, that the next presidential election is coming up in 2024. Personally, me, I'm scared to death of what it's going to bring out and people what it's going to bring out from other countries. And just I'm just not looking forward to that. What is your viewpoint on that? How can we have a better attitude about it? Well, first, you know, that that. That old saying, don't talk politics or religion with your friends. I disagree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. You know, I think it's important for us to be able to have peaceful conversations so that we can see and get to common ground. When it comes to um, President Trump being indicted, that's it's tricky. One, I don't know everything. I don't know, really, I don't know anything about it. No matter how much they say, I still don't really know anything about it. That's what I'm talking about, that truth thing. It's like you see pictures and you see this and you see this and you're like, okay, it smells like a duck, quacks like a duck. But then everybody comes up with these little, well, there's this and then there's that. It smells like a pig. (laughs) (laughs) Like we don't know. And and so it's for me, when I listen listen to all of that, I'm just like, all right, well, I'm going to sit back and I, I hope that we've elected people and put people in places that stand for the betterment of all. If not, everybody better get out and vote. And if that means that we don't like the leaders that are there to vote, don't vote for them. 
See, because if we have a stalemate, they go find different people. And mm -hmm. if if enough people came to me and said, Sid, you just got to run in 2024, then I'll answer the call. That's I, I know that. I just have some things I want to do before I go step into that place where it seems like you're always a president once you're a president. I got mm -hmm. some things I want to do with my life. And if if the creator says it's time to serve, then I'll I'll answer the call. Beautiful. Sid McNary, dude, there's so many different, I definitely want to have you back on the show. I want to have you on the unfiltered experience and talk about leadership. There's so many different ways I could pick your brain. And I knew this was going to be a, a phenomenal conversation. Um, I want to talk about a little bit with what you, what you do with your wife, the art of peaceful living. Talk to us about that program and talk to us about what you bring to people through that program and where people can get a hold of you during to, to, to find out more about it. Well, it started as strictly on the mental side of yoga, right? Meditation, doing a yoga practice, having yoga studios and, and giving people that place to really just go into themselves and have a practice, a daily practice that they could do and then turn it up when we take them on retreats and all those things. And then as years passed, it grew into, all right, we've got the lane of we're going to help you find an inner peace, which looks like many programs that we have that quest for peace, a quest for peace where someone goes through an eight week program. We've got the peace playbook that allows someone to really, become the book and create 100% peace within them. And then we have spreading peace. And that looks like helping people have sustainable lives, lives where they go spread peace, you know, create jobs and things like that. Whether it's a yoga teacher or a coach or, or someone who steps into whatever in their world to make it sustainable. Yeah, so we love doing that. I mean, it's, it's, uh, we've trained over 3000 yoga teachers and have traveled to nine, 10 countries now and, and uh, 26 states. So it's, it seems like it works because as they say in coaching, there's proof in the pudding, right? They proof don't the pudding. back if you're not doing, doing something worthwhile. Mm. I love that brother. I was checking into it. I'm going to, I might actually take that um, because I definitely need a lot more peace in my life. Uh, but you also had uh, something for the people who are watching and listening tonight since they made it all the way to the end of the conversation. Right on. So you can go to the art of peaceful living.com and, and the McNary method. You can either go right on the link that's on the screen or, or go to the website and, and scroll down, but it's the McNary method. And it, we give out a lot of tools to help people bring peace in their house, especially if you've got kids or, you know, you're in a relationship, which we all are in relationships. You and I have this relationship. I've got a relationship with my, it's all relationships. We're always conversating with other people and, and so that's there for people. And we've got uh, the leadership conferences and, and trainings that we do and, and for people to come in and be able to create better relationships all around. Mm, that's a whole other subject that we can go down to as well. Uh, man, Sid, I appreciate you so much for coming on the show. I know it's late there. Just want to encourage everybody to go to sidmcnary.com. It's for you guys listening, S-I-D. M-C-N-A-I-R-Y, SidMcNary.com. Also, the theartofpeacefulliving.com, as it is spelled, artofpeacefulliving.com. Make sure you guys go check it out. And all of these uh, links are in the show notes. So if you want to, obviously, you can just go to the unfiltered experience or the rawandunscripted.com and go ahead and uh, sign up for there and you can sit there and find out all the links in the shows for this. But man, I can't appreciate you enough for coming on here and having this conversation with me. I definitely want to have you back um, and just look forward to getting to know you and the other things that we got doing, going on as well. Yeah, I appreciate it, Chris. I, it's great to be here. Seven o'clock your time till now. It's it's eight. It's eleven here. 
either way, man, I'd stay up till tomorrow if we kept going. So I appreciate you. And, and I know we'll have a great time chopping it up later. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I'm going to place you backstage for a second. I'm going to close out the show. Don't go anywhere. just so I can have a little a few more words with you. Awesome. Awesome. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we got Robert Broker in the house. Robert, thank you for all the beautiful comments here. I will go back and check them out as I normally do, but he says here, joy is addictive. Done, done, done. He says, thank you both. I appreciate you, Robert, for being here. Um, and just, uh, just what we can sit here and take away from the conversation is the fact that we have to take responsibility for ourselves and for our lives. If you're not happy with your life, if you're not happy with the peace that you have in your life, then you got to start making different decisions about what it is that you're going to start doing differently. Like we talked about Dr. Wade Dyer says, again, when you change the way, you, if you continue to do what you've always done, you will continue to get what you've always got. And then he also says the other one, when you, when you begin to change the way you look at things, the things you look at begin to change. And so when we talk about the art of peaceful living, we talk about the opportunity for us to get out of our comfort zones, to really truly grow and to find out what we're made of, right? When you think about all the different experiences that you've had in your life, was life happening to you or was life happening for you? And of course, there's been some pretty traumatic things. I've had a lot of people on the show. I've personally coached a lot of people who've had some horrific things happen to them. But through it all, they have realized that those things that they were picked for those things because they had the resiliency, they had the strength, they had the courage to be able to go through those. Because ultimately, what do we want to do on the other side of the hero's journey? We want to go back and we want to tell everybody else about what it is that they can do with their life. That's what I'm doing in my book. That's what I'm doing with my whole life. You know, being homeless at the age of 13 years old on the streets for four years and the drugs and the alcohol and the suicide attempts and all that other shit. All of that stuff was not happening to me. It was happening because I was the person that I was chosen to be able to have these experiences. So on the other side, I could talk about resiliency and tell you guys what it means to be able to come unstoppable. And Sid tonight was talking about the fact that we need to be serious with ourselves and we have to get raw and honest with ourselves, right? You know, so many times we're sitting there thinking that it's an external situation that's going to make us happy. It's all internal. You can sit there and decide today. You can sit there and say, you know what, from this moment forward, I'm going to look through life through the lens of love instead of the lens of fear right? Just think about that delineation. I'm going to sit there and decide that I'm going to choose love. I'm going to choose to be in the moment of love. I'm going to choose to love the people that I'm with, whether I do agree with them or disagree with them. I'm going to choose to love them because they're an extension of me. We can, we could easily have gone down that whole rabbit hole about that. We're all, we're all sourced from God. We're all, you know, amazing people in this journey called life, but we're all souls having this human experience. And the thing I really want to emphasize enough before we, before we close out the show is that listening component, right? Seek first to understand seek first to understand and really listen with the intention of being able to paraphrase back to that person. So here's what I heard you say. And so that person can feel validated and heard and like, wow, somebody finally fucking listened to me. Somebody. Okay. And then what are you going to do in return? You're going to give that person, that person's going to give you respect and listen to you. And then you're going to have a great conversation. You'll be able to sit there and say, okay, we may not agree on some of these issues. Like Sid was saying, you know, talk about politics, talk about religion with your friends. We may not agree with it, but ultimately at the end, can we find a solution that potentially could work for all parties included? Like he was saying, you know, that unification, we are humanity. You guys know I'm on the board of directors for help heal humanity. I mean, for God's sakes, we got to help each other out, but we got to help ourselves out first by letting go of a lot of the anger and animosity in our lives. That's holding us back. That pressure, that weight that you're carrying around in your shoulders every single day, hoping, wishing, and praying that someday it's going to go away today could be that someday and even for myself guys the no excuses coach the one that comes to you every single week vulnerable as hell even today i was walking in and i was thinking about my life and thinking about the book coming out and thinking about all these different things that i have in process and i'm thinking oh my god when that happens when this happens and i started doing some crazy dreams in my head which i do I'm manifesting that I'm going to meet Dave Grohl, the lead singer of Foo Fighters, and I'm going to be his coach. That's what I'm putting in my brain. I'm going to go on tour with Dave Grohl, the Foo Fighters. I'm going to be his coach. So I started putting that in my brain because why not? 
why not be kid-like? Why not have those adventurous things and feelings and thoughts that gets us, gets us excited about living? We have a short time here, guys, a very, very short time here. And why waste it? So be in the moment, choose love, choose forgiveness, choose empathy, go out there and make the world a better place for who you are and what you do so that that's your legacy. So that when you pass away and people talk about you, they have nothing but positive things to say about what you did in this world. Because I know every single day I live up to that as part of my eulogy, that Christopher Roush will have fought for what's right and what's fair, that he will have risked for which that mattered, and that he'll left the earth a better place for who he was and what he did. And man, what an amazing experience to have that kind of life, to have that kind of life. Wow, that is powerful. So next week here on the Ron and Scripted Show, you guys always ask me to tell you who's coming up next. We have Doyle Bueller. Bueller, Bueller, do we have Doyle Bueller? Oh man, you want to talk about an intelligent guy? Um, hang on to your socks because we're going to be talking about AI in that particular conversation about the pros and the cons and what it is that you can do in your business and your life to take advantage of AI. I'm not a big fan of it at the present moment, but we're going to find out a lot more about it because you guys were asking for it here. So I love you guys. Take to heart what Sid said. Connect with Sid. Find more peace and love in your life. And I'll see you back here next week on the Raw and Scripted Show. I love you guys. Peace. Go find love.